Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining in uh, another episode brought to you by Share the Well. Uh, this week, again, we continue with the discussion around Ravi Zacharias and the revelations that came about, um, you know, in the in February. Um, we've taken some time to process through that. We've, you know, kind of. Um, I don't think we have fully processed it. Uh, it's too close in terms of the amount of time that we've uh, kind of um, in, in between all of this revelation that happened in December all the way through now what we are in April. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to take us longer before we can fully process this event. But, you know, we in um, we didn't want to kind of stop ourselves from not processing and especially what it means to us from an implication standpoint. So we continue the conversation. Hopefully this will be a, uh, a discussion that will generate some comfort for you and, uh, you know, um, generate some hope, some level of hope uh, for us, uh, despite the darkness in terms of uh, the events themselves. Uh, but such is our journey. And, uh, you know, we really need to encourage one another in these times of difficulty and and with you know and pray with one another and truly share our heart with one another which uh, really will yield its fruit in its time so take a listen to the episode and uh, uh, I will not be in the outro basically at the end of the conversation I, I yeah I think it's it's fitting uh, that John's uh, praise us out of this conversation because we definitely need God's help and God's spirit to help us see through this challenge uh, and also really examine our hearts and our minds and our lives and our relationships, um, you know, in the light of these events. So um, I'm going to say bye right now. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, after the episode and I will meet you guys next week. Uh, have a wonderful week and hopefully this conversation is beneficial for you. Don, you had asked uh, what are the things that cause people to go this way, right? And um, another thing is that comes to my mind is when people are given responsibilities too early before they have shown a kind of maturity. Uh, and uh, we see that, I see that in my life and I, I'm sure both of you know that when I was 22 or 23 and I had moved to Bangalore and I was part of a, a ministry that was working among certain group. And at that age, I was given the responsibility of a cell group. I was given a responsibility at a city level and people knew my name. Everyone knew my name, even though they had not never seen me because my name was in the newsletters. And today, when I look back at those days, I, I'm embarrassed to think of the arrogance that I had and the way I would think about um, about myself because look, I'm so influential. I am serving here. I'm serving there. So I was given responsibilities uh, where uh, my maturity had not been tested. And so in a sense, I did develop uh, quote unquote leadership skills, but they came at the cost of my character, right? And so mm -hmm. I think that's a common temptation where people are given responsibilities and what people do uh, outside is given prominence. And um, but the maturity of character has not been tested. And I think that is something that has to be uh, thought of. That's what happened. It appears to have happened in um, Ravi Zacharias case. At a very young age, he uh, gained prominence and reputation 
And I think he rose to fame probably by, if I remember, by speaking at the Lausanne conference where Billy Graham invited him. He was one of the speakers in, in you know, I think mm. probably the very first or one of the earliest Lausanne conferences. So uh, that is something that uh, is a lesson that comes to me. Mm. Very, very yeah. poignant point. Sorry. Go ahead, John. Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, just to add, I think that's that, that, that a very important uh, uh, you know, point, uh, you know, that also, I think, comes from, again, uh, you know, a Christian, I don't know if I should call subculture or that is the main culture or whatever, you know, the idea that your spirituality is measured in, you know, you know, through your activities. Um, you know, so, um, you know, and that's, I mean, just as Abhilash said, I have a lot in my own life, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, there's a thought that comes to my mind. I mean, it's not, I mean, it doesn't fit very well into what we're talking about, but still, you know, this came to my mind was, you know, I was reading uh, one book by, you know, I, mean, I can't remember his name, but about, I mean, he, he was quite involved in the underground church in China, uh, you know, so then he was talking to some church leaders in China and he said, I made a few trips and I saw this one particular uh, young man. He said, from where I looked at him, he had amazing leadership skills, somebody who really loved the Lord. And, you know, he was an amazing teacher of the word and everything, you know. I mean, he, he was the man to, to actually, you know, groom as the next leader, you know. But he was just one of the members in the church doing ordinary things. So then he went and asked these leaders, I mean, I mean, why am I not, I mean, taking him in, you know, as something, I mean, you know, as one of the trainee elders or something. And their answer was, no, 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 we can't do that. And like, why? He hasn't been to jail yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, so, you know wow. so that in their setting, your, your faith is tested when you've gone to prison, lived mm. there. <laughs> and then you come out strong in the faith, um, you know, you know, so, so it doesn't matter if you have all the skills, you know, there are other things, of course, now that also can become a legalistic, um, you know, yeah, that if you have gone to jail, that means you are spiritually <laughs> mature, um, you know, but, you know, but to have, but to get out of this entire very dangerous setting where uh, what we do you know, uh, you know, determines the, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, our spiritual, you know, spiritual maturity, that, that, that's as far from the truth as can be. I have seen in my own life and now we see in the Vizekaya's life too. So, yeah. the, um, the, if you're charismatic in your character, you have a podium. Right, you know whether it's it's whether it's in the corporate, or whether it's in you know in the Christendom ministry circles. If you're charismatic, you're articulate. You have these words that can kind of paint this reality that give people goosebumps as you speak. Um, that's valuable, right? Because you know leadership is measured by how you communicate the vision, and and then you think you're the man, right? You can call the shots um, and you can do whatever and, you know, get by, right? And get past any of that, right? So it kind of gets some, 
you know, a root is pride. But uh, that's this. This is very prevalent, right? We, all of us have experienced some of that, <laughs> some of that in our in our daily lives. And, and you, you just need to get married, and everything is uh, you know kind of settled in that sense, right? <laughs> everything is like opened up, saying you're not as good as you think you are, right? <laughs> you're the horrible guy that you know the Bible talks about, and everything that the Bible talks about is true. Uh, when we have those close knit relationships, um, you know that. Um, so let me swivel there. So one is our own responsibility of thinking this way and not assuming this way, and you know almost doubting the way we think because we can be deceived in ourselves. How does the kind of a the fellowship around you play an important role as well to call you to accountability? Right, the kind of people that we surround ourselves with. Is it generally people who like give us pat on the back or who are really hard? Like, I don't want to call names out, but you remember Peter Poten, Uncle? I don't know if you remember Peter Poten from, uh, you know, from EU Times. Nobody would want to eat dinner with him, you know, when we have camps and things like that because, you know, because he's really hard. He asks you the hard question. He's like, what the heck are you doing? Right. You know, are you doing a quiet time? And, Nobody wanted to go close to him. And, you know, sometimes I just sit uh, close to him because he really jabbed at you. He really asked you the questions that you are not comfortable hearing. Is there is there something like that in our lives that we 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 run away from people who really challenge us and ask us the uncomfortable questions, right? How many times have you heard any brother come up and say, have you had lustful thoughts? Are you into pornography? off late right so yeah very few very few actually they, because there's there's a there's almost like a you know um i don't know to ask that to a brother who's been in christ for so many years right we face that every day lustful thoughts are there in in our, all of our heads all of the time till we die and if if there is any proof needed you know i'm sorry we you know, bashing Ravi Zacharias here, but even in his advanced age, he didn't get past it. He didn't get past it. So we can be rest assured that we are not going to get past it. So, sorry, long context to kind of ask the question is to what is the kind of circle of accountability that you guys think will be important for all of us to be in? Uh, and do you kind of see that as a norm or is it something that you have to build? Considering the situation around us, and um, like you said, um, any accountability is better than no accountability, because at, at this stage, what we need is accountability, which we don't have, uh, which we don't live by. Uh, so at the very least, I would think of uh, one or two people uh, in, in my life who know everything I do, especially uh, uh, activities that uh, can be done in secret, things that are online, uh, the way I uh, consume information, that way I... Uh, see, when I'm online, either I can be thinking or I can be uh, on the computer or I can be with a book, a physical book, right? And of these things, the only thing that can be done uh, secretively is on my devices, right? Um, so yes, uh, pe people uh, before whom uh, 
uh, people who know about my life and here's the thing uh, the other thing that uh, is has been a huge lesson for me in this whole uh, news and this event is uh, ruthless transparency and honesty ruthless from uh, my side and a willingness uh, to be uh, honest and transparent and also from uh, the other side when i uh, speak to somebody uh, i have learned from this event that i i have to be skeptical when somebody dodges the question when somebody is um, is avoiding the question gives vague answers and if i have to be skeptical of such a person because that person is not uh, willing to live in the light then i should be the same kind of a person uh, be ruthlessly honest don't uh, don't dodge the question say here's my life here are my my bank balances this is what i browse this is what i read this is what i do this is how i spend my day this is how i allocate my time among my activities and what do you think do you think i am living wisely uh yep that's that's what's in my mind yeah well, that's great john's i don't know if you want to respond yeah i think um uh, yeah i think as abila said you know you know i mean any accountability is good uh, ideally if it's in the context of the local church that's best but i think somehow uh, we have lost that in our churches i mm-hmm. frankly i've never been part of a church where um, you know accountability between members or accountability to elders uh, was even discussed you know far from practiced uh, um, you know so that but that is a truth of life so then if that is not there uh, well then i have to find accountability elsewhere um, you know so then i mean i mean now knowing my own struggles i have a couple of people that i'm accountable to i mean i have i have softwares installed on all the devices i use you know and they get a daily report i have also told them that you know between this time and this time of the day i will not be online so if you see me online please you know ask me what what i was up to so i've had one of my you know you know mentors who's i mean who's one of my accountability partners who you know will randomly check my you know internet usage and he'll ask me you know i mean 4:45 in the morning you were online i mean what were you up to um, you know and the other thing is when i when where i work there are other devices which doesn't have the software so i have told one my brother in you know in the office there uh, that you should not see me using any of these devices because i struggle with this uh, so if you ever see me see you know any of the devices in my hand you know you should assume that i am doing something wrong uh, you know? <laughs> so you know and that i think has been very extremely useful and that makes it easier for me to live in the light um you know because knowing that um you know at least i have learned for myself it's very easy to justify that one slip uh, you know it's very easy uh, you know i mean it doesn't take me more than a few seconds to justify myself maybe it's because i played that tape so many times you know it just takes a few seconds to justify 
oh, okay one glance here or there what does it matter um, you know if i want to avoid that one glance i better be very aware of myself and uh, you know and have a few people who can keep asking me you know questions you know another thing that i have to do i mean not i have to do that's a very wrong way to put it i mean you know you know in a way it's a you know privilege that my wife uh, knows and my wife you know is like an ally in the in the fight you know where i can come and tell her uh, you know that uh, you know today was not so easy at work uh, you know and because i tell her this i know that i can't take it easy because uh, you know so so i think yes any accountability hopefully you know you know we will reach a place where the local church will provide that but mm. i don't see that happening but yeah and i mean, That's I mean great. quickly to add yeah i mean especially for for people who has a globe i mean who have I mean, who have global audiences like ravi zakaria's um you know i mean it's very it becomes very difficult right i mean let's say let's say let's say i am ravi zakaria's and i am part of a local church now how does the elder of that church you know hold me up and say i think you're living in sin you know you know i mean that itself is a very uh, you know very disadvantageous place to be in Uh, you know right. where you have a larger than life um, um you know i mean and a picture that your that your local shepherd cannot haul you up and say uh, you know you know i don't care who you are you know i have to give an account for your soul and that's what i will do you know and i think we need people like that you know it doesn't matter if i am a nobody known to anybody or you know or i am a rabizakre I mean, you're basically saying we need a Peter Porter uncle all the time, you know, <laughs> with us to call us to the mat, right? To wrestle, uh, in some sense. Um, so, if you were to kind of just implement what you guys are saying, you you can see kind of the safety that, let's say, a person like Ravi would have had. Imagine he had all these devices that had the software, and that software could could send stuff. as a consolidated report to the board that's the safest place to be right or or to his family that would be the safest place to be in some sense right because you're traveling so much you have so much of itinerary you have so many digital devices you're talking to so many people you're living in hotels and restaurants you know going i know he took some partners with him to kind of travel but it seemed like a weak accountability framework right um Uh, you know to to have you know ha- imagining the impact right of the organization and the man himself what levels of accountability do you need to lay for yourself right it uh, whether you're local or international i think it it does vary and you need to have appropriate <laughs> levels of accountability to protect yourself and why I, why i say that is in the us here liberty and personal space is so protected right and it's people will die for kind of the liberty that comes with me deciding or a person deciding what they want to do right so if we you know if we if people are hearing the you know what we're saying as somebody who's going to pry on our lives and see everything right it's it's seemingly like going from one side of the spectrum to the other side of the spectrum 
right? So what's really the, what's the, let's um, say the, um, the, the, not, I would say the reward, but I'm trying to search for a word here. What's the danger? What's the risk of not doing it? Right. Well, what's what's on the other side if you don't do it? Right. We know very well from this episode what's what's the risk, but what is the risk? Because there's a risk and reward, right? There's a reward that you are completely accountable, and the risk is you stand to lose everything if you protect your own self and not really, um, you know, not, you know, you stay in darkness. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Um, you know, we, we, we protect. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, yeah. Like you said, we stand to lose everything. We stand to lose, um, the things that we have built. We stand to lose our reputation. We stand to lose our ministry. But the, the biggest thing that we stand to lose is, uh, uh, the shrinkage of our souls, the, the corruption of our souls, the, the person that we are. Uh, we really shrink. Uh, all juice has been drawn out of it. We are just dry. And um, and the more our souls shrink, uh, the more we become uh, angry, bitter, frustrated at others, frustrated at life. And like we saw, see in this case, you are angry when someone confronts you. You are dodging the question. You are, uh, I, I think the biggest damage is to our own souls, uh, uh, not to mention all the other real damages that happen to people around us. Uh, but at the end of our lives, we have to give an account for ourselves primarily, and we have um, nothing to show but uh, a small, shrunk, dry uh, soul. Yeah, the size of a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Let's let's ask. Let me ask this question. I think we, we kind of said we'll ask that later. Um, uh, so, how do you live in this dichotomy? Is it possible for somebody who, and this may be, you know, we may vary in terms of our, you know, uh, exegesis on this one. Is it possible for a believer to live like this, duplicitous in their living? Confessing and professing that Jesus Christ is Lord and the and the agent of transformation, and living a life that is polar opposite of the message itself. Want to go first? <laughs> okay, let let me go first because uh, my answer will be unpopular, and I don't want listeners to uh, close the show with my answer. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah. This is uh, what I think right now. I, I would think uh, it is not possible for a believer to live uh, two lives simultaneously, uh, because uh, uh, from the way I have understood, uh, once God starts a work in us, He makes a real change. That the change is real. Uh, we, uh, in my understanding, we can and should measure a, a progressive holiness and increasing battle with sin and uh, in my view if you ask me what are the hallmarks of a person who has truly been changed by God's spirit I would think uh, growing awareness of sin uh, 
constant repentance a willingness to participate in the local body the local fellowship the local church uh, because that is where uh, you rub shoulders with other sinners like you a willingness to grind it out and when we do these small things especially the area of sin and repentance and uh, a, a willingness to grind it out in the local church these are uh, clear definitions of god's work in our lives and if uh, people do this uh, then uh, you cannot live a duplicitous life uh, like this um, so uh, my understanding may change later I, i don't know this is what i think right now mm. thanks for sharing abilash we could just keep discussing john you have a take yeah i mean uh, in my mind it's a lot more uh, complex than that so there are different uh, types of people you know, there is uh, there is one who claims to be a christian but is very proud of his sinful life um you know um um you know i don't know maybe i mean i can't think of anything i mean um, okay maybe Uh, uh you know maybe somebody who is openly homosexual um you know so to su- such a person i'll say uh, no i know i mean i doubt you've understood the gospel I, i mean i doubt you've understood any of these things because you can't be proud of your sin and be a c- christian that's one category of people uh the next category of people is where uh, you know you you know you uh, seemingly know the lord but you have this hidden life you know of sin uh, and one of the reasons it's hidden is because you know it is wrong you know bringing it out in the open uh, you know will bring you know tremendous uh, shame and guilt and consequences uh, you know so there you are not negating the fact that this is sin uh, you know but somehow you have deceived yourself into believing that this is the best way to deal with your sin uh, you know so 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 in your own private world you have this every day you repent and ask the lord to help you and give you more strength for the next day and that's happening in your own private world uh, but you are just stuck you know you just keep doing it you sin you ask the lord to help you you sin ask the lord to help you sin ask the lord to help you but uh, you know but this just keeps going on and it keeps getting worse you know as the time goes on. that that's the you know second uh, uh, you know category of people the third category of people is uh, you know somebody who uh, you know i mean you know you know knows the lord and somewhere later in life says that well uh, i don't believe in this anymore i think this is more true or more important of me there are different categories of people i think why i'm why i struggle to make sense of ravi zakaria is because as i already mentioned if we had um, uh, you know if we had repented um, uh, you know publicly or or at least to the people in his sphere of influence uh, then it would have been much more easier for me to actually uh understand because for me the cycle would have been complete then you know okay you know i mean here here is a brother who went astray uh, maybe for many years you know but the lord has brought him back and has restored him 
but since that does didn't happen you know i am left hanging you know i i i really don't know i i really don't know what to make sense of it which is why you know the example of solomon that i gave is the only example that comes to my mind that maybe it's possible that somebody knows the lord and have has been used of the lord but towards the end of his life went completely off track uh, but maybe he lost everything but he still hasn't lost his salvation that's the only example that i can think of to make sense of maybe it's a possibility but that's where i'm lost you know i i mean i don't know yeah yeah it, it is a tough question um i've kind of come to a conclusion of i don't know if we'll have the answer um i i, I think the way i've kind of concluded that i concluded this particular question or at least processing my thoughts are uh there are some things that we might not get a straight answer <laughs> on but if it's a question of wisdom this would be the most foolish thing to do um you know we could learn the lesson that this is not cool <laughs> right <laughs> you know any which ways even when you're alive or even after you've gone this would be the un- most uncool thing to do because you're going as you said abilash you're going to be you'll remain as a pea body right you kind of going to shrink and that would be the unwisest thing to do uh you know in uh in in our lives i guess right that's how i've kind of seen the the judgment on uh you know the judgment on what's what's going to happen really is something that i don't know if we have the wherewithal to if you have all the knowledge to be able to judge and say what's going to happen we'll probably get to know you know at the end of our days i guess right there hey <laughs> here's a here's a you know the baby of a, a guest say hi hi <laughs> hello there <laughs> was chase yeah so um so i, I don't know you know I, i probably conclude that i don't know and um you know that that'd be my 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 personal um you know kind of take on it um but it it be unwise to kind of live this life right i know you guys have to go right in in 6 minutes i i don't want to hold back but do you guys think there's there's more to discuss at least in my head of the questions that i had I, kind of thought through i mean i can i can stretch it for another you know 15 minutes or so so yeah so can i i don't know Yeah, I don't know if 15 minutes will be good enough. <laughs> we might need another hour and a half. I think we might need another 90 minutes to because there are more more things I think that people ha- are asking uh around, you know, not just processing Ravi and about I don't think it's about him. I think it's about us. Um, you know, accountability, transparency, trust and all of that is one element, but I think there's is probably more maybe an hour more in terms of our discussion so i don't want to cut short and just just do with it for 15 minutes if you guys are free in another couple of weeks or whenever you guys are free we can continue the conversation because i think there are more questions at least i've got i haven't been able to ask you guys but uh, i think we need to maybe explore that what do you guys think yes i think we can do that i can yeah okay yeah, great yeah. john's okay with you you okay sweetie 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Okay. Great. So, John, why don't you pray and then we can close. Yeah. <clears throat> Lord, we uh, thank you for this time and we especially uh, want to bring to your presence the you know, topics, I mean, topics that we're discussing about. We want to especially pray, Lord, for all the people who've been affected by this. Especially people who have been affected firsthand, Lord, Ravi Zakhraj's family, the victims. Uh, uh, Lord, we don't know how to process all these things, but we pray, Lord, that uh, uh, somehow, Lord, you will uh, bring beauty out of these ashes. Uh, pray, Lord, uh, that we will learn the lessons we need to learn through this. And Lord, that we'll be people who will take these things seriously. Uh, Lord, even as uh, you know, John Owen said, Lord, be killing sin or sin will be killing you. Um, Lord, sometimes uh, you use figures like this, Lord, to bring such truths very vividly into our lives, Lord. That, uh, that we have, that you know, we are in the battle and we must fight sin. Help us, Lord, in that uh, in that journey. Help us, Lord, to constantly remind ourselves, Lord, that uh, outside of the work of your Spirit in our lives, Lord, uh, we have no ammunition to fight sin. So help us, Lord, to draw out of uh, your uh, you know heavenly uh, ammunition, Lord, to stay in the light to expose the deeds of darkness, to, to be very, uh, very honest about our own selves, to understand how easy it is to be deceived by ourselves and by others. Help us, Lord, to take all these things to heart and to live lives in a way, Lord, and that at the end of our life, Lord, that we will not look back and say, oh, you know, it was all such a waste Help us, Lord. We acknowledge our temptations. We acknowledge our, uh, our struggles to go in that direction. But thank you, Lord, that it's your promise that you will hold us up. So we pray for that. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.